2: Social Security is one of the most complex and confusing federal programs. With over 2,700 rules, it's no wonder that we're confused about when and how to start collecting and who to turn to for help. Welcome to Social Security Answers from the Experts, hosted by Martha Shedden. In this podcast series, Martha meets with professionals to provide you with the answers to questions about this most important financial decision. And now, here's your host, President... And co founder of the National Association of Registered Social Security Analysts, Martha Shedden. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Martha Shedden. And today I have the pleasure of welcoming two very special guests to the podcast two of our very own RSSAs at NARSA, Tom Drapala and Melissa Warren. I wanted to interview Melissa and Tom because not only are they amazing RSSAs, but both of them are not yet even 30 years old. Being younger, their viewpoints on Social Security, retirement planning, and the future for their generation is through a very different lens um, than most of us who work with retirees. I think those of you in the audience, both financial professionals and those approaching retirement, will find their insights and opinions very enlightening. So welcome to the show, Tom and Melissa.
1: Thanks, Martha. Thank you, Martha. (laughs)
2: Let's start with ladies first. So Melissa, um, tell us, first of all, why and how you ended up becoming an RSSA. What were you doing previously?
0: All right. Yeah. So I came from a background, I studied biomedical engineering and worked in the medical device engineering space for several years. And I really loved some things about that career, but didn't love some other things about the career. So um, I was looking for a change in my career and social security and RSSA just kind of fell into my lap. And it's been an amazing opportunity with the same things I love about engineering, the problem solving, but something I was missing engineering, which was interacting with people and directly helping people. So um, it's been really fulfilling for me. Great. Tom, tell us
2: um, how you decided to become an RSSA and what, what's your background?
1: Yeah, so I have a background uh, in finance from uh, the University of uh, Long Island. So I started out as a financial um, just working in finance, Um, I ended up straying from finance and going into uh, construction management uh, and working there for a while. But again, like Melissa said, uh, there's just something there that wasn't uh, completely fulfilling. And uh, when I came across uh, becoming an RSSA and and helping people and um, just so passionate about uh, social security and helping people and uh, how to look for opportunities in the future to, uh, you know, Uh, prolong the program and uh, also help others along the way. So that's uh, kind of my background. And I just I love what I do every day.
2: Great. Thank you. Melissa, tell us exactly or tell our our audience exactly how you help your clients. Can you explain it in a way that regular consumers will understand?
0: Of course. Yeah. So we always start out with just a call talking with somebody who's interested and we can kind of gauge pretty quickly on whether they're needing a personalized analysis but there are so many factors that can affect the social security decision from pensions minor children life expectancy all sorts of things that generally um a lot of people wouldn't know that it plays such a factor in social security. So when we have this discussion, you know, I, with all of my RSSA training and experience, I know what little things that they just say offhand that could be a major factor in their decision. So then we proceed with an analysis where they share all of their information with me and I can utilize my own experience and previous client cases as well as software and actually crunching their numbers to help them reach you know their optimal claiming decision whether it's um more just geared toward maximizing their lifetime collection or there's other things that they consider we really work together to find that optimal solution for them whether it's a single like individual or even as a couple
2: okay wonderful tom Why is it important to speak with an expert about social security? What does someone receive from investing in this education that couldn't be gained on their own?
1: Right. So I definitely think that, um, you know, working with a uh, an analyst, a professional uh, RSSA is uh, definitely helpful, you know, for several reasons, Uh, one being uh, the Social Security Administration. You know, most clients that we get calls from received wrong or misleading information from them, uh, which resulted in, you know, countless dollars lost in benefits. And I think a big part of it is that, you know, just Americans as a whole uh, are just uneducated about the program and don't really consider anything when going to sign up. And, you know, the problem with that is that the Social Security Administration won't tell you these little things that you should look out for. They just sign you up and that's it. It's up to the consumer to understand what their situation is based on, you know, what rules they need to be aware of or, you know, considerations, as Melissa was saying. So, you know, and that's just one factor. Um, There's also misleading advisors who are telling their clients to just take it 62 or, you know, putting it in a software and hoping the software shoots out the projection that best fits their you know, their situation when in reality, you need to be able to read that software. What is the software telling you? And what is your client telling you so that you can put together, like Melissa said, an optimal plan based on their unique circumstances. So that's kind of why you know, working with an advisor, um, RSSA is really unique in that we don't just, you know, print out something and send it to our clients. We really take the time, we go above and beyond and try and do everything we can to, to help them with their questions, uh, their analysis, and anything else we could do to, um, you know, help them.
2: And I will just brag a little bit because we have only five star ratings on our Google business. So you guys are. Or doing something right, that's for sure. Um, You're both young and yet have decided to do work related to retirement issues. Melissa, what what advantages does your youth bring to your work? Do you find that you can approach issues in a different way?
0: Um, Yes and no. I for me personally, I know that working in the retirement space. And learning so much more, you're always learning. And so I know that for people my age, I'm learning things that I'll benefit from. And I can share with other people my age, because there is a lot of maybe not misinformation, but a lot of people my age are not well-educated on how to save for retirement or how to save for anything in some cases. And this is the most important time to be saving and maybe not planning for social security specifically, but if somebody's starting out their own business or has these options, there's a lot of things that you could consider early in your career for Social Security as well. And primarily, we work with re- people who are closer to retiring, um, more in the 55 plus age range. For me personally, with my you know my clients, but for a financial professional that's working with a wider spectrum of ages, they can definitely tailor their advice to different generations differently and make sure that everyone's confident that they understand that social security will be there, how it will be there for them, how to plan for it in advance. And I do feel that maybe being younger, I'm more optimistic. I feel like mm-hmm. that is something that could be a, a trend, but I do feel like that's a, like a the open-mindedness with the program and differing information and opinions. I do feel like that's something that is a, personal strong suit in this space and um, I'm just always learning new things and I'm happy to be helping others with it. Great
2: and you touched on something there and I was going to follow up with Tom on that. Um, So Tom what advice would you give to financial advisors who are working with younger clients? Is there a special opportunity here?
1: Well, yeah. So especially for those who own their own business for, you know, an S-Corp specifically, um, we work with clients who, you know, have an S-Corp where they take a certain salary and the rest in distribution. Um, For those of you who don't know, uh, only the salary portion is uh, subject to FICA tax. So, a, you know, we work with our clients and accountants so that they can help their clients um, take a reasonable compensation while also, you know, not uh, while also maximizing their social security benefits. So for the younger. Uh, clients, You may want to increase salary so that your uh, Social Security is higher in the future. Uh, and for clients who have uh, Social Security benefit that's already maxed out or close to maxed out, you may want to consider um, taking more of a distribution and saving uh, countless dollars on taxes. You know, my personal experience on that is every client I've worked with who has an S Corp, I've been able to help them save anywhere from five to to $15,000 a year uh, on taxes. And over 10 years, for some clients, you know, $150,000 is a lot. So that really is helpful to them.
2: Well, I'm glad you brought that up. So we call that Cetera. And that is a, a special niche of
1: yeah. So that's uh, self employment, yeah. self employed tax and retirement analysis.
2: Yes, and the two are intertwined in a very important way for those with um, certain business structures who are self employed. So it's it's so valuable when you're starting out, like you said, but also as you're approaching retirement and you've had many many years of high earnings. That maybe then you don't need many more years of high earnings. So um, I'm glad you mentioned that.
1: And, and Martha, uh, if I could just add okay. to that. So um, I, you also asked kind of what advice we would give to advisors, and I think Melissa and I, just based on our experience, have seen that advisors usually, you know, plug in the uh, amount on the statement into the software or into the retirement plan. But you know, we've realized that you know, that amount on there is not completely accurate. Um, It is based on some assumptions and estimates that social security makes. So, you know, when we work with an RSSA, we always make sure that we give you the exact amounts in today's dollars with opportunities to let you know what future earnings are doing to your benefit as far as will it increase your benefit? How much will it increase your benefit? And how long would you have to work and things like that? So that's a big part of an analysis, too, is kind of helping clients figure out, you know, how long they should or could continue to work and what would that return on the Social Security uh, monthly and annual amounts be.
2: Right thanks Tom so Melissa have you had any aha moments being in RSsa that you would share especially with others in your generation any really surprising things that have happened
0: well specifically is the running out of the social security issue you know um, that the funds are running out before I was in the space I didn't fully believe that it sounded a little, you know, running away with the headlines, clickbait kind of E, but I didn't really know. But now that I've been immersed in the social security space, I am much, I'm very sure that social security will be there for me and others in my generation, even if it is slightly reduced. However, um, to add a little more clarity on what that issue is, is it's a, the surplus is running out. It's not the full trust fund is running out. It's just the surplus, which didn't even exist until the eighties when those amendments, 1983, I believe Mm -hmm. were added. Um, so it's going back to how the program was initially started a pay as you go program. And so while there are more retirees than workers at this time, so it won't be completely even. That's why potentially, if nothing changes, it could be reduced by a, a small percentage, um, potentially about 20%. However, that isn't for at least 10 years, and that will only happen if nothing is done, nothing changes. So a lot of people in my generation see these headlines, social security is running out in 10 years, and they plan on social security not being there for them. But it will be. There's no way nothing will change. Um, yeah. Everyone, the Social Security is such a supported social insurance, and it's not just retirement, it's disability, it's children's benefits. There's so much more to it. And that's not a government program that I think will end anytime soon or okay. even be as decreased as they're potentially projecting.
2: I couldn't agree with you more, and very well said. That's important, I th- especially for the younger generation to hear, and I even hear people in their mid-50s thinking that it's going to run out suddenly. I mean, how can something, a government program, government works so slow, there's not, it's not going to run out anytime soon, and that's not even the truth of it all. So, Tom, how about you? What is the most surprising aspect about being an RSSA that you didn't anticipate when you first enrolled in the course? Can you remember? How you felt back then?
1: Well, yeah. So um, when you're a big misconception kind of that I kind of thought was how much can we really help people with their social security? Is it really uh, a program that is that complex? And is it really a program that not many people understand and things like that? Right. But I've come to realize through client cases and just, you know, various, you know, we do this every single day, all day. And that's all we do. That's all we think about is social security. And, you know, it's not just the the rules and regulations, but it's how we can better our clients, how we can, you know, do things like prolonging the program, you know, especially for the younger generation. How can there be more people like Melissa and I who can think of ways that not hurt Americans, but help Americans, uh, you know, by creating different ways to Get more money into it. And also, I think some people deserve more money out of it just because of certain circumstances. You know, things are tough, you know, when uh, someone passes away and there's young children and, you know, these. For instance, just stay at home uh, parents who need help and their, their spouse dies and they've never worked. It's just it really is tough of a situation. And I think that there could definitely be ways where we can you know help those people even more. So at least just stay on their feet for a little until they figure things out. But, you know, surprising is just how many rules there are and how complicated it really is. And knowing that just based on feedback that we've had from clients, how happy they are of what we were able to do for them. And, you know, I'm sure Melissa can agree with this. Some clients know more than others. And for some of them, it's verifying that what they were thinking was correct. But they they like to invest in knowing that they didn't miss out on anything. They didn't leave any money on the table. And, you know, we're happy to help anyone from... Uh, those who know nothing to those who who are very knowledgeable, just, just to make sure that what their plan is or, you know, give them some extra things that they might not have considered before.
2: Great. So, Melissa, what are the advantages for financial professionals who work with you as an RSSA?
0: Yeah, so they would usually get their RSSA designation would be the recommended path if they have a lot of client cases where, you know, social security is entering the question, which I believe it's part of everyone's equation for getting to retirement if they paid into social security, of course. Um, So a financial professional, yeah, they would gain a lot by learning truly how social security works because like Tom was kind of alluding to earlier, a lot of, you know, there's not much aside from the RSSA program and not a lot of opportunity to become very well-versed in social security. So a lot of financial professionals use a slightly more one size fits all case. Either they recommend most of their clients file at 62 or 70 or at full retirement age, you know, they all have their own, ways of thinking about it, which in many circumstances is completely valid. But there are many times when it's not like Tom was saying, you know, we have a age difference with a minor child or especially in survivor, survivor cases, should they collect their retirement benefit first or their survivor benefit first? And how can they not leave the money on the table and really becoming an expert in these issues is how a financial professional can help their clients confidently be not leaving any money on the table, filing for their social security, be confident about the process. And because there is such a need for this expertise in the space, I feel like most financial professionals, if they start advertising that they are a confident expert in social security, people would be coming to them, asking them questions all the time. All of our clients, we primarily exclusively actually do social security advising. It's not other investments. It's purely social security. And all of our clients at the end, like Tom was saying, at the end, they're saying, oh my goodness, I've been trying to figure this out for months. I've talked to six different advisors. I'm so lost. No one's able to help me. I've called social security, gotten six different answers. And this is a field of expertise that is so valuable and any financial advisor would benefit by having this knowledge.
2: Well said, Melissa. Thanks. What can you add to that? What is the advantage of the financial professionals who go through the NARSA program, as as you both did, and become RSSAs themselves? Have you talked with many?
1: What's yeah, I've, I've spoken with um, you know many of our RSSA members. First of all, we're always here to help our members with any questions or case uh, cases that they have um we're always making sure that you know whatever they need from us we're always there to provide it to them because you know, we know that a lot of the financial advisors aren't doing this every single day like we are. So we're very knowledgeable in that. You know, the more the more you practice and the more hours you put in, you know, these things just come very natural to us because we're so you know knowledgeable in doing this every day. So we're happy to help those who aren't necessarily doing it every single day. Um, you know, we also have a partner program for those who don't necessarily want to. Do all the work for their clients, but still want their clients in a position where they're getting help substantially. So where you know we help our members with their clients' cases and things like that. But all the feedback that we've got from our members has been you know extremely positive, um, whether they're charging their clients for service or a value add it really does help bring their clients and potential prospecting clients on to their to their business and you know we found just based on our own experience um, at least some advisors were able to bring on uh, many new clients and just review their whole portfolio of all their retirement income and everything else. So Social Security is just one part of retirement planning. It is a large part, but it really takes an advisor to put a whole plan together that, that best suits their client uh, uniquely. And with that, a Social Security analysis, uh, not just telling them collected 70, collected 62, but really analyzing their situation, give them a couple scenarios and say, let's come up with a plan together. Uh, just a social security plan. And then based on that plan, let's put our whole financial plan together and really, you know, be fiduciaries and make sure that you're helping your clients to the fullest extent and putting their needs before your own, you know, whether that, you know, no matter what that takes. Right. And that's, that's kind of why I think that Melissa and I really love what we do is because we, we are fiduciaries and we make sure that we'll go above and beyond in that extra mile to help each client and no matter what it takes. That's wonderful.
2: Yes, we have quite a few RSSAs who are very great cheerleaders for NARSA, I guess you would say, that that uh, really have seen the light, I think it is, that how important it is. And um, it's really fun to see that passion. Um, Melissa, if you could help future retirees do one thing to optimize their Social Security benefits, what would it
0: be? That's a hard one. One thing for future retirees. Um, I think that it would be, well, one's a small thing. And then one bigger thing, one would be to actually check your statements and make sure that your earnings are accurate, because I know that I can look back on my smaller number of years and tell you whether I think they're accurate or not. But in 30 years, would I be able to look at one and know if it was correct, um, you should be getting the credit for all of the money you put into it. And the social security administration usually gets the correct numbers when your taxes are done, but it's good to check on that at least every year or two years and make sure it's the right number. So that's a small, fairly easy thing. But second is just make a plan. Know that circumstances will change but make an educated plan. know what could come into play for you. You know Do you have a pension? Will you expect any dependents or spousal benefits to be coming into play? And know that it's just one part of your retirement income puzzle. And there are a lot of strategies for collecting at various times and minimizing taxes with other retirement funds. And there's just a lot in the retirement puzzle, and it's not just, okay, I stopped working. I'll start collecting. Yeah, you don't even have to start collecting when you stop working if you have the other funds to bridge that gap. So there's just so much more to it than a lot of people understand. So education and making an educated plan, I think, is key. It is key, and that that kind of go ties back into that
2: attitude that uh, or that belief that misunderstanding that. Social security is not going to be there. So mm-hmm. why would you become educated on it if you have that understanding? So it's great to have that perspective that you both have at your age. Um, Tom, what do you find is the most common misconception about social security that pre-retirees, your clients have about social security? Do you find something that you hear over and over again?
1: Yeah, actually, uh, I do. And it comes up very, very often. And the thing is that the clients will usually say, oh, well, I'm going to collect at 62 and invest it and I get more of a return. But realistically, you're getting before full retirement age, anywhere from six to 7% a year. And after full retirement age, another 8% a year but you're also getting from age 62 and on the cost of living adjustment. So for example, last year was 5.9% added on to that 8% you would have gotten if you were past your full retirement age. So you're really getting a lot more than you think you're getting because the cost of living adjustment also compounds. So you get 5.9% each year, that adjustment then the next year is based on that new primary insurance amount and so on and so forth um so if you're getting between 10 to 15 percent uh somewhere else then you know go for it but it's 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 very it's very difficult to do now
2: that's good yeah that's a really good
1: point. <laughs>
2: um some people can maybe but um what we've experienced these last few months uh definitely shows you the the danger of that
1: right well also so the 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 COLA is not guaranteed, but the 8% increase is guaranteed. And another thing that's guaranteed is disability benefits, survivor benefits, and all the other benefits that come with it. It's not just, let me take it 62 and invest it. It's a whole program that helps not only the retiree, but the dependents and disabilities and everything else. So it's a whole, a whole thing.
2: Yeah. Melissa, based on your experience and knowledge, what are the top two or three most important takeaways for financial professionals who are helping their clients with the Social Security claiming
0: decision? Oh, there's so many things. But the first would probably be um, for a couple. It's not the same as an individual at all, especially if they have different PIAs, primary insurance amounts. So in essence, different... Overall lifetime earnings. So, say one spouse is a significantly higher earner than the other, even if they're the same age, you can maximize by allowing that bigger one to grow. And then, maybe if they need the money, take the smaller benefit earlier and then they know that the survivor benefit will be strong they know that they'll be even before one of them is to pass away they'll both be collecting that larger benefit for years while they're both alive together and then this is just even more important if there's a large age gap say there's a 10-year age gap and the older of the two has the larger earnings history and that's the larger social security benefit so that sort of thing the um The couples claiming strategies, especially focusing on survivor benefits, because that's an important thing when you only have one income coming in to support you instead of two. That is such a critical thing to be considering and not just looking at the two individuals like in a in a vacuum separately. Um, Second, I think it's just important, like we've kind of touched on before, to make sure that your clients are working And planning on Social Security early rather than starting to talk about it at 62. You can start talking about it much earlier than that. The numbers, like Tom was saying on the Social Security statement, aren't entirely accurate, especially with a longer time to retirement because it's assuming that you'll continue earning that same amount. And there's a couple other assumptions in there, but right around 55 and closer, it starts getting a lot more accurate. So it's a lot, you know, you can plan on the exact numbers a little more, but it's just something that you can plan ahead for. And it's something that those financial professionals
2: um, should know that it like you said, they can start working with their clients in their fifties because we have the ability Mm -hmm. to analyze potential future earnings for potential numbers of years. Um, So it's much more than just deciding when to claim. And I, I agree with you. I just think a lot of financial professionals don't understand the opportunity there. Um, The other side of retirement is the fear About running out of money, I guess. Tom, what is the biggest fear that you find clients have and what advice do you have on overcoming this? Is it that fear of running out of money?
1: You know, especially with uh, COVID, right? We get a lot of clients who end up getting the overpayments, right? So they needed the social security because they got laid off and they took it 62. Um, And now things are kind of coming back together. So, you know, they decided to go back to work uh, while still collecting the social security, not knowing that there is an earnings limit. Um, and unfortunately, a year or two, up to five years later, um, they get an overpayment notice from the Social Security Administration saying, you know, we've, we've seen overpayments anywhere from $10,000 to $60,000 that they owe uh, the Social Security Administration. And again, it's one of those things where if you're not educated on what you need to do in those situations where, you know, you want to collect Social Security, then go back to work and what the limits are and things like that. There's so many little rules that pertain to specific people or there are big rules that you know pertain to everyone so it, you really need to analyze your situation and again you know how much would you pay to save on $60,000 of overpayment it's you know when you work with a professional i know it's it's hard to comprehend will this really help me but again just to to verify that okay i'm not going to owe an overpayment i will pay the money for an analysis is really what clients need to understand and it's not it's not easy for everyone to understand that but you know it, it is good to just sit down with a professional and and get an analysis done so that you don't miss out on anything. You don't leave any money on the table. And, you know, you you have an advisor who is giving you correct answers and you don't have to wait on the phone for three hours with Social Security Administration, right? You, you call up your advisor. And that's why I always recommend that clients work with us as early as possible, usually anywhere from 55 and above. But the reason I tell our clients that is because, you know, we do an analysis, we analyze your situation. Usually there's not much needed else moving forward. But if you need extra help moving forward, questions, answered, changes, social security program changes, at least, you know, now you have an advisor who you can reach back out to anytime. We're always happy to, to help our clients.
2: Right. And that brings up the, I guess I just want to interject here, the whole price of this, because people wonder, well, what is this going to cost me? And um, like you have both said, some Financial professionals just add it as a value add to their regular fee structure, whatever that is. Um, I know when I was working on my own, I would charge four hundred for singles and six hundred for couples. And I find nowadays that when people, um, uh, you know, reach out to me and then they ask what I charge, it's not considered very high, not really. um, because of. They've been searching for the answers for so long, and and that doesn't. It's a really really good investment. What what are you currently charging?
0: Um, so we are right about that. We are charging four fifty right now for individual analyses, and then um, six fifty for couples. With some, you know, sometimes it's different depending on the circumstances, but that's generally what we charge. And I agree. Some people are surprised that it's lower than they think. And then others, of course, think it's high. But it really, I think that how they determine whether um, how valuable it is to them is how much they know about social security, which is interesting because we were just talking about this. How important is it to them to make sure they have that right answer? Do they understand how complex it could be? A lot of the ones who are like, whatever the price is, just do it. I need your help. They're the ones who have been lost in the YouTube videos and articles and trying to learn this for themselves. And they understand that this is so complex. And then some just, I'm just going to file at X age. If that's your mindset, then no, I don't think in your mind, if that's how you think, no cost wouldn't be so justified because you've already decided I'm going to file at this one age and there's nothing else to consider. And unfortunately that is something where it can sometimes be challenging as an advisor to make sure that they understand you could be leaving money on the table. You could make a mistake, like have an overpayment due to the earnings test. If we don't, you know, look into your specific concerns, then you could hit one of these pitfalls or miss out on lifetime earnings from social security or payments from social security. Right. Exactly. That peace of mind and um,
2: financial security Mm -hmm. is, I find is just so gratifying to them to have, it really, really calms down emotions. I think um, this last question is for both of you. What advice insights um, have you gained about social security, retirement, and just finances in general that you would share with your friends, with your age group? I want to go first, Tom.
1: Sure. So, um, You know, like you said before, um, you know, Social Security for our age group, I've heard a lot that similar, you know, will it be there? You know, should I even make it part of my plan? But um, as an advisor, as a Social Security analyst, I let them know that there are going to be changes made. The last time that, you know, similar, something similar happened, changes were made. And even though it was, you know, very close to that date. You know, there always is something that they can do to um, keep things going. And I just I let friends know that, you know, because a lot of clients that I speak to don't do proper planning for not just Social Security, but all retirement income. um, It puts you in a tough position when you want to, you know, get to age 60, 62 and you want to retire, but you can't. Right. And you don't you don't want to put yourself in that position. You want to have a choice of do I want to continue to work because I I don't want to stay at home and I love working. Right. Uh, It's different than those who are 62 and just can't work anymore, don't want to work anymore. But they have to because they just didn't plan well. So it's really important for, you know, Melissa and I, the younger generation, to start planning uh, properly now. And that way you're not, you know, 55 and are going to be in trouble. If you, if you do it now and each year you put in more money to a 401k or, um, you know, even get a life insurance policy, anything like that would be helpful. And you'll, you'll really be happy when you get to that, um, that retirement age.
0: Thanks. Um, Melissa, anything to add to that? Yeah. Mine is purely just on the retirement planning side that, Time is the most important thing when it comes to retirement planning. And I feel like a lot of people, um, my age and younger, a lot do, you know, invest and save for retirement, but a lot of people don't have a substantial 401k or IRA or all these things. And they think, oh, I'll make more in the future. I can put this off. But even if you, you know, starting at 21, you don't have a ton of extra income and you're saving a hundred dollars a month that will pay off more in the long run than I don't have the numbers in front of me, but say like three times or four times that, but you don't invest anything for the first like 10 years of career. And then you invest a lot more per month, but a lower number of years, it won't catch up. No, the compounding interest is,
2: is huge.
0: It's so critical. So no matter how, even if it's a small amount, if somebody is young and they can just start squirreling away and investing that um, just in safe, you know, especially at that age when you don't have a ton of extra just in safe, but hopefully high yielding investments that time, it'll just compound and compound. And then all of a sudden you'll be like even 30 and be like, wow, this is, I have all this already at 30. It's all that time. That's so important.
2: That's very true. So Thank you guys so much. Um, Before we wrap up though, where can people go to learn more about you and get in touch with you?
0: Yeah. um, Well, both of us, our emails are our name. So mine is melissa.warren at rssa.com. And Tom's, I think yours is Thomas.
1: Yep, thomas.drapala, D-R-A-P-A-L-A at rssa.com.
0: Yeah, and then you can just see more about our company at rssa.com. Um, you can get certified, become an RSA yourself. You can reach out to us with questions for your clients. Um, we can run an analysis or we can partner with you and move forward from there. And of course we can also be found on LinkedIn. Tom, anything more you want to add?
1: No, I'm just, you know, like I said before, um, Melissa and I are really passionate about, you know, what it is we do and how we help people. But I think it's also important for us to, you know, kind of help brainstorm and, You know, what are the ways that we can help people further and even prolong the program to a point where you never have to worry about it ever again? It's always going to be such a solid program to help people. And I think that, you know, if we start, you know, implementing ways now, I think it'll be really helpful for the future. So, you know, not only helping people, you know, consumers, but also helping, you know, the government come up with ways where, you know, things can be really solid in the future. I think that that's our duty uh, in both ways.
2: All right. Thank you guys so much. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Please tune in every Wednesday for new episodes when our expert guests share a wide variety of knowledge on retirement related topics. See you next week.
0: Thanks, Martha.